0: Hey, listeners, Christine and Mailey here. Though we are licensed medical professionals, nothing we speak on in the well conversation should be taken as health advice. These episodes are based on a review of current research available and well-known, frequently applied interventions used by professionals in the field. If you have a pre-existing medical condition, the information shared in this podcast may not be entirely safe or applicable for you. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before applying any changes to your health, especially if you have a pre existing medical condition or are taking prescription medications. Welcome back for another episode of The Well Conversation. I'm your host, Dr. Christine. And I'm your host, Dr. Mailey. Today's topic is all about skin care. We've had so many requests for skin as a topic, so I'm so excited to be having this conversation today. And our
1: skin expert on today is Dr. Olivia Rose. Dr. Olivia Rose is a naturopathic doctor and the clinic director at Rose Health Clinic. She has a special interest in digestive and immune health infertility, weight loss, skin rejuvenation, and chronic disease. In addition to being the clinic's director and owner, Dr. Rose also manages Fertility Acupuncture Services, a program that brings acupuncture to couples undergoing in vitro fertilization and intrauterine insemination at Toronto Fertility Clinics. Dr. Rose's most recent venture is Relive Organic Skin Care, a skincare line with certified organic ingredients harvested primarily from land just north of Toronto. Each product is free from skin irritants and hormone disruptors. In her downtime, Dr. Rose relaxes at the spa and enjoys spending time with her son, husband, and teacup yorkie, Earl Grey. Dr. Rose is also a longtime mentor of mine and the owner of the clinic I see patients at. So I'm super excited to chat with her today. Welcome, Dr. Rose. Thanks for having me,
0: ladies. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we're so excited. And congratulations. I know the launch was last year, I think, but your skincare line, Relive Organics, I love the branding, love the products. Everything is just so beautiful about the brand. Thank you so much. I <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> So to get started, why don't we start with the basics about skin from a healthcare perspective? So why is the skin important and what role does it perform for our body?
2: That is a great question because I think most people are familiar with the skin being the largest organ, but what does that mean exactly? So there are actually three layers of the skin. We have the epidermis, we have the dermis, and then we have the subcutaneous fat. Fun fact, skin actually sheds at about 40,000 skin cells per minute. So as we're sitting here, we're shedding a lot of sea cells, up to nine pounds per year. So it's really crazy. But the skin plays a really important role for protection. So it protects our bones, blood vessels, and organs from the external environments, and it keeps our organs safe and our internal safe, right, from the environment. But that said, it also means that our skin is also one of the largest absorbing organs. So what we put on the skin is actually really, really important. And I think there's becoming just more and more awareness around this issue. And people are becoming more and more conscious about choosing skincare that is non-toxic and clean and green and all these terms that are becoming more and more familiar to everyone lately. So in naturopathic medicine, we see the skin as playing a really huge role in general. And we also see, and I guess we'll talk about this a bit later, that what we put into the body is also as important as what we put on
1: the body for the skin health. Yeah, exactly. And we can even get into that now. I think a lot of the time when we talk about skincare, people think of creams and serums and cleansers, yeah. but as naturopathic doctors, we also think, okay, what we put into our body always impacts how we're feeling mentally. It impacts kind of our digestion and impacts our heart, our every organ. So let's start with maybe nutrition. So how does the food we put into our body impact our skin? Maybe some of your top favorite foods
2: basically what you put in the body whether it's beverages or different types of foods are going to have a huge impact on your skin. You know our skin is made up of protein so it is really important to have enough protein in the diet. Collagen which is the most abundant protein in the body is really important for the skin's health. We are born with the most amount of collagen you're ever going to have and then slowly it declines and collagen is important for maintaining structure and integrity and moisture in the skin. So as you get older, after the age of 20, around there, you start to lose 1% of your collagen per year. And then for women, when you hit menopause, it all goes downhill from there, right? So <laughs> more wrinkling, more sagging and and such. And so, but the good news is that there are fantastic collagen supplements and there's fantastic foods that you can eat that can help support collagen synthesis in the body. So in general, if you can get into supplements later but in general, when it comes to foods, you wanna make sure you're having lean proteins, legumes, sultry, eggs, fish. Fatty fish are really important. They contain omega-3 fatty acids and omega-3 fatty acids are, wonderful for reducing systemic inflammation in the body right and when you're reducing inflammation in general that's going to impact the inflammation that you might have going on in the skin and that might look like acne eczema psoriasis dry skin stuff like that right it's also important to have enough fruits and vegetables so you know the same diet that we use for keeping a healthy heart keeping healthy lungs keeping you know a healthy gastrointestinal tract is also important for the skin so fruits and vegetables are important in general you want to eat the rainbow but but fruits in general and certain colored vegetables, that color, the pigment, are different types of plant chemicals. And so these plant chemicals actually help to protect the fruit and vegetable from sun damage and from free radical damage, right? So when we ingest all these fruits and vegetables, they're going to have the same impact on our skin. So I often tell patients to ensure that you're having, you know, enough of the lean proteins, enough of the fruits and vegetables. And when it comes to vegetables, I also say say The bitter, the better. Patients mm. don't like to hear that at all. <laughs> like the bitter, what do, you, what do you exactly mean by that? But it's so catchy, <laughs> <laughs> right? I would say so. But exactly. the the bitter vegetables. So that bitter principle helps to stimulate the digestive juices, helps to stimulate motility, and any food that you take in that's going to help stimulate motility and keep things moving out of the system really nicely means that you're going to support your skin's health. So when your system is a bit sluggish, you're a little bit constipated or what have you, it just gives the opportunity for toxins to recirculate in the system, right? And then that recirculation of toxins can end up impacting the skin, coming right out on the skin as inflammation. So in general, it's a whole foods diet, I would say, but you do want to make sure you get enough protein because protein is going to break down into those amino acids, which also helps to make your collagen and other essential proteins important for the skin.
0: Amazing. And I know you touched a little bit on this with the fruits and vegetables and also the protein, but can you expand a little more about what specific vitamins and nutrients are important for healthy skin?
2: Mm -hmm, For sure. So I talked about collagen because that's a protein, but in order for collagen to do its thing, you want to also make sure you have certain supporting nutrients and vitamins like vitamin C. So vitamin C in general is very anti-inflammatory. You'll find it in a host of fruits and vegetables, but you want to make sure you have enough vitamin C in the system. and. You know, people often say to me, don't we just get enough through our foods? But yeah. if you're not eating fruits and vegetables. Um, If you are cooking your vegetables pretty hard, like you're really steaming them down, which we try to, you know, not do that to maintain that vitamin C content of your vegetables, then you know what, you're not going to be having enough, you might be suffering from suboptimal levels of vitamin C. So that is a supplement that if you are having skin issues in practice, I often recommend people take some extra vitamin C and I have mine in a liquid today. So that's how I'm taking my vitamin C. So, vitamin D is also very important. So vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin. It's important for conditions such as psoriasis, eczema, and for acne. You know, when you were sunblock, which is important also for protecting the skin from the UVA and UVB rays, you are also blocking out vitamin D synthesis because of where we live. So right now we are in Canada and North America, where the angle of the sun comes down very sharply. We're not exposed. We have the four seasons, and we're not exposed to sun as much as I would like. You end up not, making enough vitamin d so vitamin d deficiency is at a rate of, of about 30% in canada so it is really important to make sure that you get your levels checked by your healthcare provider you may have to pay for this test well you do have to pay for this test in ontario and you want to make sure you keep your levels between 120 and 150 that's really important because that will optimize the amount of vitamin d you have in your system regardless of you know where you live and regardless of what foods you're taking in or if you're wearing sunscreen or not there's two others i mean i can go on there's so many of them. (laughs) But vitamin E is also really important. You'll find it in nuts and seeds, sunflower seeds, almonds, hazelnuts, and vitamin E is really important for maintaining that moisture in the skin It's also anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. And the last one I'll mention is I love zinc. Zinc is great and studies have shown that zinc in general is great for the immune system and it's a wonderful anti-inflammatory, but it can be really helpful for reducing bacteria load on the skin for people who suffer from acne and reducing the presence of the lesions over time in studies. They've noticed that when you supplement it. So that's another one that I like. And you can find zinc in pumpkin seeds, other nuts and seeds and meats. And I find that it's a, a fantastic regimen. Both vitamin C and zinc can actually be put on the skin topically as topical treatments for skin inflammation, which is something to mention too.
0: Amazing. I love those food tips. My partner, his two main foods, are nuts and seeds, particularly sunflower seeds. He'll be eating them all day with the shells and then spinning up the shells. And herring, like herring in salt or water or oil as well, are his two main staples. And he has the softest, most like (laughs) supple skin that I've ever seen. And I always ask him like, what are you doing for your skin? Because I want skin like this. And he's like, yeah, just like herring and sunflower seeds. He barely uses soap, He, you know, just water. He doesn't ever put anything on his face and I'm here like using my first serum and my second serum and making sure my cleanser is gentle enough. Yet he has this like baby bottom skin, just like so soft and like oh my gosh. never any issues with his skin. I'm so jealous, but maybe that we moisture. all just, yeah, yeah. maybe we all just need to eat more sunflower seeds and herring. Yes,
2: for sure. Those omega threes and that vitamin E and other nutrients. He could do
0: this. Yeah, and some protein. <laughs> wow. We'll have him just like show off his face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And when we talk about what we're putting into the body, I think it's also important then to talk about how we're digesting it. And I think the gut skin or the gut brain connection is really becoming popular now, but I mean, naturopathic doctors have been yelling about this for years. So maybe if we can touch about the gut skin connection and how your gut health is important for your skin health, even though they seem geographically far apart,
2: you know, Short story, I wanted to be a medical doctor. I was set. I was four years old and I can't, you know, have a four year old son. I can't even imagine, but I was like, I want to be a doctor. And I kept, you know. Well, I can imagine. And that- <laughs> And that was my thing. Right. Until I had a couple of incidents one really prominent one for me, I was after Thanksgiving dinner, I ended up with hives and it's like, okay, I ate dinner and I ended up with these hives. So I was itchy and uncomfortable. And we went to see a medical doctor and somehow showed up at this, I think a dermatologist's office who was like, didn't even look at my skin. Like, I think he was just like at his desk, like just looking at some paper and writing the prescription, like right away. I do not think he looked at me or assessed me. And he kind of just looked at me and was like, No, this has nothing to do with what you ate a couple days ago. This has everything to do with just what it is. Like you just ended up with this. We don't know why. Just take this topical cream and everything's going to be okay. Now I was just so put off by that. There's a couple of the incidences where I was like, you know what? No, I'm a preteen at this point. And I'm like, what I ate affected my skin. We've come a long way since then. That was like 1992 or something. And there's been more studies and there's been a lot more medical doctors and dermatologists speaking about what you put in your body and how you digest things and how that can affect your skin. At the time, I think I don't know if I was going two times a day as I'm now in terms of bowel movements, maybe I was skipping days, you know, preteens. All Mm -hmm. kinds of different things. And so gut health and how you digest and how you eliminate is really, really important. If you're constipated, that's one of the first things I try to help people with and practice if they're suffering from skin issues. Because think about it, we're trying to eliminate. So we take things in through mouth and we have this long tube called our gastrointestinal tract. And if we get to the bottom and everything is sort of stuck, Then what happens is you get recirculation of toxins. They get reabsorbed into the system. So some of these toxins are, you know, hormone enhancing, or they can mimic our hormones, hormone mimicking is the word I'm looking for. And you know, that's not good, especially if you're suffering from hormonal acne, right? Toxins end up on your skin, and the dermal layer of our skin are all of our blood vessels and capillaries that help to bring blood flow to our skin. And so all of those toxins that are going to be in recirculation are going to end up on our skin, right? And we have sweat glands and sebaceous glands and everything's going to get all congested and all bunged up. We also have this incredible microbiome as part of our gastrointestinal tract, and this microbiome is really host to billions or maybe trillions of bacteria and viruses and other types of microorganisms that all live in harmony. And they play a really important role. They produce hormones, they produce nutrients, short-chain fatty acids, neurotransmitters, and they help digest our foods. And so if there's disruption there, our immune system will be disrupted, which leads to more inflammation in the body. We have irritation going on, which will lead to leaky junctions. Those tight junctions are that are between you know, the junctions between each of our cells will become loose. And then we have leakage of things that shouldn't be going into our bloodstream, right? Those toxins and stuff like that. And so you get irritation that ends up on your skin. We get activation of our sympathetic nervous system response, which is our stress response. And when we have increase in stress hormones, we get stressed out skin. And with stressed out skin, you end up with more acne and more hormone. Like it's crazy, right? So it's so important that we know that everything you know, when it comes to skin starts in the gut, we really have to make sure that we are regulating and managing our stress properly, that we are eating well, that we're eliminating well, that we're sleeping well, because all of that affects our gut health and all that's going to affect our skin.
0: So many great points there. I think the gut health piece is often missed by many people who help people improve their skin quality. And I mean, it's one of the main things for me, for example, like being of Asian background, one of the main offenders for Asian people and their skin is dairy. And for me, If I have dairy, the next day you'll see it on my face. Like, oh, Christine's had dairy yesterday. And it's so simple how, like you said, with the Thanksgiving dinner and hives, it's such a cause and effect relationship. Like, I ate the dairy. The next day I have pimples in the same spot I always get when I eat dairy. It's like that happened. A happened. Now it's B. And it's just so simple how connected these are. And when you think about it, it's so simple, but often a misconnection with a lot of people. But definitely something very important to consider for optimal skin health.
2: So true. I think we still have like a long way to go. Yeah, I think there is more awareness, but I still think you show up at a dermatologist's office and they don't even ask you about your diet still. You know, they're just giving you whatever creams and, you know, sometimes pretty harsh oral medications. And and I think just
1: more emphasis has to be placed on digestive health and what we're putting into our bodies for sure. For sure. And I think what often is tricky is that the timing of it, right? And so yes, there's the dinner or for you, you understand the next day, but if you're not thinking gut health to begin with, and people have busy, crazy lives, if you're eating something on Wednesday and then Thursday evening, you have acne, you're not thinking about what you ate for Wednesday at lunch. If this isn't what you do for a living, right? So I think it's food and the connection with gut health in general. If you're not in touch with that aspect of your health or of your life, it's so easily missed. I think giving patients a food diary is often, I love doing that because then they're like, oh, I never realized it. Like they come back to the next appointment they've figured it out themselves. I don't need to tell them. It's just tracking and like, oh, I guess it is this. Yeah, so
2: true. You know, we even know more just in terms of research. Like we think about small intestinal bowel bacterial overgrowth, right? SIBO. And that's a condition that has been linked to rosacea, for example. And once we clear up the SIBO, we see rosacea tends to go away in those individuals, right? Like, how is that? You look at celiac disease. We look at people who, are, who have what we call gluten enteropathy, so they cannot tolerate gluten and there's a specific itchy rash associated with that the dermatitis herpetiformis and so we know that when we control gluten all of a sudden we control that rash as well so those are more concrete examples but because i think you know a condition like acne is influenced by a couple of different things you know it can be anyway we tend not to draw attention to the gut health as much but it is really important for all skin conditions that we support our gut just as you're saying yeah make those connections 100%.
0: Let's talk a little bit about buying skincare products. So I know right now it's always difficult. I mean, I saw a new article last week about a couple of sunscreen products coming out with known carcinogens. And I mean, I'm sure us as naturopathic doctors, we know a lot about how harmful some sunscreen products can be. But I do feel like a lot of the other skincare products that are very frequently used by many people are filled with a lot of these harmful ingredients. And I like to use the app Think Dirty by the Environmental Working Group, and that's my go-to when I buy skincare products. So maybe we can talk a little bit about the harmful ingredients we should avoid while buying skincare.
2: Mm Yeah, it's not as easy to say that you should avoid ingredients that you can't pronounce because I can tell you now as a formulator of skincare, <laughs> there are some actual words that are actually natural that you can't just sometimes pronounce. That is just the chemical name for that herb or whatever it is. So that doesn't work anymore. Just as you said, Dr. Christine, it's really important to use your resources. So you have Think Dirty. There's also Skin Deep as well, where you can actually research your specific ingredients and brand too, to see if they're given the green light or if they are toxic to you. So I'm going to go through a few of them that I know have affected me personally and at some of my patients. The first one being aluminum. So aluminum actually has estrogen-like qualities. It is a heavy metal and you often find it in antiperspirant, which most people know, but you can also find it in a lot of skincare, right? And so it's really important to be aware of this ingredient because we touched a little bit upon things and chemicals that can mimic your hormones. And that's never a good thing, particularly if you're going to have that going on, plus maybe not be eliminating properly. Like it just becomes this whole mound of things that your body is going to have to sort through in detox. So you want to avoid aluminum because really it shouldn't be in the body, right? And our skin absorbs anything and everything that you put on it, right? So that's one. Mineral oil is another one that I think can eat easily be avoided. Mineral oil is, you know, petroleum-based. It's used a lot as like a barrier to help preserve moisture is the idea in the skin so that you're not losing moisture. So you'll see it as touted as support for people who have eczema. Where this becomes dangerous is that mineral oil can clog your cells, right? Clog your pores, lead to more irritation, lead to more acne. So I've had patients who their doctors have said use the mineral oil, but they have eczema and acne. So yeah, the eczema is kind of calmed down a little bit. But then you have acne, which is raging and going crazy because their pores are clogged. A very simple ingredient to avoid. A better alternative would be like castor oil, for example. There are some non-petroleum-based castor oil ointments and things you can use out there that will do the same thing even better because castor oil is such a wonderful healing ingredient. Parabens. So parabens are often used as a preservative, particularly in water-based skincare, like moisturizers. And it's an irritant. You'll find it also in deodorants, actually. You can become very irritated and sensitized by this ingredient. Um, It's also an estrogen mimicker, so another reason why you want to avoid it. And phthalates is the last one I wanted to mention. Phthalates are easily avoided again in this day and age. This is one of the reasons why I started, the first reasons why I started to seek out natural skincare because phthalates are plasticizers. So they are used in industry for helping things gain flexibility and strength, but they're also used in the production of fragrances. And so you'll see a product, you read the ingredients and everything looks good. And then you get to the bottom and it says fragrance. You're like, but everything is great. (laughs) Why, why?
1: I'm I know, it's
2: worse. <laughs> (laughs) And the fragrance, that word fragrance can be hundreds of different chemicals that have blended together to make that fragrance peach or whatever it is, right? (laughs) That's a problem. And so I have allergies. And so that's the thing that I have to avoid fragrances. And so I opt to use say essential oils in moderation when I'm developing products. So phthalates are a huge one. They're also hormone mimickers and they are pesky, nasty chemicals. A food producer of like children's crackers came out. They had to take some their crackers off the shelf. One of the brands that my son eats, Natural, as well, because they found phthalates in there. Ew! Can't be ingesting these things. It's plastic. especially for children, (laughs) right? Of all demographics, constantly, we're having these recalls taking place. And it's really, really sad. So once again, like there's tons, there's tons of chemicals that you want to avoid that are in skincare. And so I like to point towards these wonderful apps and platforms like the Environmental Working Group, skin, skin deep, the think dirty, these are fantastic to use to look up, you can actually take the skincare you have and look them up and see, you know, what is in them.
0: I like always having it on hand when I'm at the store looking at products and you can like scan their barcode and it's so easy and everything just like comes up in this whole list. And there's been multiple times where I've picked up a product, thought it was fine. I read through the ingredients and it's was like, okay, yeah, I don't see parabens. I don't see phthalates, like some of the common things you look for. But then I'll scan it and it will say, oh, this ingredient is a red ingredient. And I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> I'm
1: so glad I scanned it before I bought it. <laughs> I know I always suggest patients just download the app and bring it to the store because sometimes people go around their home kind of looking at everything and then they get overwhelmed and have to throw everything out. And so I always say just a slow transformation. It's not that our body cannot handle any amount of these. You may not have a severe reaction right away. The idea is that you're using these products for years and you're applying them directly to your skin and you're probably doing a skincare routine in the morning and at night. And so if you're constantly have this chronic accumulation of these products, that's where you have the issue. And so it's not to instill fear, or scare people. It's more empowering, giving you the information to go out there and just slowly make that transformation. Yeah. And I always say some change is better than none. So if you feel overwhelmed by it or it's it's too much, I always just say, start with one thing. Start with your cleanser or start with your moisturizer and then you can slowly transition. So I think it would also maybe be helpful to chat about the natural products because another pushback I get sometimes is the effectiveness. People always say like, I know I would, but honestly my acne is so bad that I would rather use this product because I know it works and the natural stuff, I don't think it's gonna work. So. I'm interested to what you would have to say about that. Yeah, and I get that
2: a lot as well. So I think the important thing to remember is that we're sort of been trained to believe that there's only one way of treating our skin and caring for our skin. And so it's evolving. People are starting to become more receptive to natural skincare, but it's all about the education around natural skincare and helping people choose natural skincare that works. And so what I tend to recommend recommend is to, first of all, start thinking about the overall health of your skin. I know we want to treat your eczema and your acne and like, that's what you want to do. You want to target that, but you want to look at your overall health first. And so the skin being the largest organ, the issue with that is that whatever you put on your skin goes directly in your body. Unlike what you put into your mouth, when you put things in your mouth, beverages and food, it has this wonderful opportunity to go through our entire gastrointestinal tract, stomach produces stomach acid neutralizes toxins, some of them as they go through and changes the pH of things and all of this. you have bile then in the next level you have the microbes. you have all of this is in a confined container not being exposed to your bloodstream yet. So you have this wonderful opportunity to detox. You have the liver that is fantastic for that as well. When you start putting things on your skin, like we have to start going beyond that, you know, I have acne, I have to treat it with this thing because I, I'm just like, this panic mode and just continue to educate. I know it's so challenging, but just to educate around choosing healthful ingredients for your overall health. Because once you put that on your skin, you talked about the bioaccumulation results in increased risk for cancers, increased risks for hormonal conditions like endometriosis and fibroids and things like this. It's really, really important. So you want to look for organic, you want to look for herbs, botanicals. Organic means there's no pesticides. And so that means you're taking things to another level and that the ingredients that are in there are not going to be laden with pesticides. And when they have no pesticides, they're not going to be mimicking our hormones and causing issues and dysfunction down the road, right? So we know that. And once you you get your hormones more balanced, you're going to get less skin issues, right? It's more of a slow process, but You'll get there. There are other main ways I help convince people. So I just tell them, you know, nowadays natural skincare can be just as effective. And just point to towards some of the studies, like the ingredient thyme, for example, has been demonstrated in studies to be as effective as one of the key acne ingredients, benzoyl peroxide. Right? There are plant-based vitamin A alternatives, you know, that can be used for helping with fine lines and for dryness and for other types of skin issues. And so it's just. Pointing to some of the research because luckily there are there's more and more research pointing towards the effectiveness of natural ingredients. And so depending on the person's condition or concern, you know, we take an overall approach, right? And we look at what they're eating, their stress levels and their lifestyle. But then when it comes to their skincare, we just have to help them detoxify that as well, and then add in ingredients that are going to be sometimes even just simple ingredients that are going to be really helpful. So a long-winded way to say, you know, it's an overall approach, but I tend to go through the different ingredients and I tend to show different papers and talk about research and that helps with some of the comfort level and when you know what is going on like in the conventional product that you're using every day and how it could be negatively affecting your overall health, I often find people are more likely to make that switch. So it's a challenge, but one of the things I do is just provide that education.
1: Yeah. And I think that's so important that can explain what it's doing. Like if you're looking at time, you can look at, okay, this is antimicrobial. This is why it's working for you. And I think that also can help people understand the actions of these herbs. It's amazing. And the great thing about herbs is they usually have many different actions. So it does this, but also does this. And so it's amazing. And I think a lot of the skincare products, and I mean, all of our pharmaceuticals came from herbs and herbal medicine is amazing in all aspects of health. And so what happens through that kind of synthesis of taking that herb and then creating this product from it, that's where we create some of those extra side effects. And so if we can go back and then use those organic natural ingredients, there's a reason why our body likes those better, right? And so it's just less processing, just like we talked about less processed food that's going in our bodies. This is also going in our bodies. And, you know,
2: one example that I use a lot in practice
1: is actually for sunscreen. So sunscreen
2: can be horrible. Like the chemical based sunscreens can be horrible for acne. For example, I know I can't put any of that on my face, but you know, zinc, we talked about zinc and we have these wonderful sunscreens that are mineral based, that are zinc based and zinc topically is awesome for healing skin inflammation and acne. So sometimes often the first product that I have people switch from, like, let's look at your sunscreen, let's switch to this one. they start to know notice that their skin starts to improve just by applying a zinc based sunscreen, because it's having like this dual effect of actually supporting their skin's health and reducing inflammation. So that's one way. So it's just like one thing at a time, you know,
0: Yeah. And I know you talked in depth about some of these great natural ingredients that we do have available. And I know you have tons of these amazing ingredients in your products with Relive Organics. Can you maybe list some of the most popular or some of your favorite products from the Relive line that maybe some listeners would be interested in hearing about?
2: Sure. You know, one of my favorites is kakadu plum. So kakadu plum is a wonderful ingredient that comes from Australia. We to try to source things locally but that is one that I just had to get like it is just it's amazing because it contains just many times the amount of vitamin C than you would have in like an orange right like it is just packed with vitamin C and so we have taken the whole fruit extract and we've put it into a day cream and a serum so it's lovely for just soothing the skin I also like to use aloe so you'll find aloe a lot in a lot of the live line because it's such a wonderful anti-inflammatory and moisturizer. So that is one. I like the tremella mushroom or snow mushroom. It's wonderful, right? So you can have it in soups. It is popular in Asian medicine and it is just so hydrating. So it's more hydrating than hyaluronic acid. And so it's a wonderful hyaluronic acid alternative. So great for kind of diminishing and supporting fine lines and wrinkles around the eyes. And once again, very simple ingredients that we've used like the whole extract and just put it in there. And it's 100% organic as well. And that one, we find it in Ontario, Northern Ontario, that we harvest that in the forest. So that's a really cool one. What else? I like thyme. Thyme, I mentioned, as a wonderful antimicrobial it works really, really well. I like white willow bark as well. We extract the salicylic acid from the white willow bark and we use that as an ingredient along with thyme and other ingredients to help for people who have acne. So it's a very popular ingredient right now for us, for helping people who are suffering from especially the mask knee. So that acne that's taking place underneath the masks, so that's another one. What else? Chamomile. Chamomile is so soothing for the skin. So I like using that as well as a, a newer um, ingredient for, well, I haven't other things, but I've just put it into like a cleansing milk and it's a very soothing and it smells wonderful. And yeah, so there's a lot, but those would be the most popular for me that I see people are also gravitating towards and really enjoying as well.
0: I remember a while back, I did some research for a company that wanted to create some skincare products. And part of my research was doing like a comparative analysis between the products that are like the high selling products currently in the market. Like these are like $150, tiny little creams that you can buy. And then also doing the research about what are these natural ingredients that are popping up in research and having these amazing Mm -hmm. effects. And like, when I scroll through your website, I'm like, oh, there's the trimella mushroom. But yes, more hyaluronic acid <laughs> and like more hydrating than hyaluronic acid. Like there's this, there's the chamomile for a lot. I remember seeing all these ingredients in products in the market currently, but they're also an ingredient list of like 150 other ingredients that are terrible. There's always the fragrance at the end. So I said, as much as I love this ingredient, I'm not willing to take this ingredient with yeah. 10 of. Like the environmental working group's worst offenders. <laughs> so, I love to see an amazing product that, especially, you've created with such great intent as well, with such clean ingredients. The main focus is that the herbal medicinal ingredient. And then it's supported by a bunch of these other more natural, less harmful ingredients out there. So, thank you. Truly loving the product. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. I figured, you know, as a naturopathic
2: doctor, I wanted to some of these ingredients we recommend in practice. And uh, it really was inspired by that by the tinctures and the teas that we recommend for our patients and these spices that we encourage them to cook with to also help their health. Why can't we use these ingredients on our skin, you know, and what kind of effect would that have? So that's
1: really the inspiration behind the line for sure. It's amazing. It's literally like medicine for your skin. <laughs> skin care, really. Care.
0: <laughs> We're a step away from like grinding our own poultices at this point, <laughs> <and like laughs> slapping them <laughs> on our face. <laughs> I tried to like, you know, save you from that. So here it is in the bottle. I know at one point I thought, yeah, it'll be super easy to make my own skin cream. I was just mainly, I hated paying such a premium price for these products that like, I still didn't like two or three of their ingredients. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to make my own. It probably took me like a full day of like buying the ingredients, which I had to buy in such large quantities and then like mixing it up and then smelling it. I was like, (laughs) this is why there's fragrances. (laughs) That's okay. You can try again.
2: you never know
0: yeah. it's it's a tough process, so I'm definitely happy to like
1: pay for a nice product as long as it has you know nothing terrible in there. so okay, so our very last question we ask all of our listeners is for three action items our listeners can do today or take away from the podcast. So in this case, I guess improving their skin health, what would be your top three tips that people can do today? You want to eat enough protein. So at least
2: around 20 to 30 grams per meal, if you can, from a wide variety. You want to wear sunscreen, a mineral-based sunscreen, (laughs) because you need to protect your skin from the damaging UVA and UVB rays. And you also want to look for healing ingredients like vitamin C to add to your skincare regimen to actually help heal and prevent further free radical damage.
1: Amazing. I like that. That was very concise. (laughs) I try sometimes. (laughs) That was perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Rose. This was very informative and many of our listeners who asked for a skincare episode will be very happy. So this was great. And hopefully we'll go through and summarize some of the stuff that Dr. Rose said to give to some of our listeners and we'll post on our website. So you have, and then put it in the description as well. So thanks again, Dr. Rose. It's great to have you on. And for our listeners until next time, feel well, learn well.